We are live. Hello, hello, hello. Come on in. Come on in as we get uh, get ready to prepare for another episode of Who Wouldn't Serve a God Like This? We'll give him a couple of seconds to come in. Come in. Come on in. For those of you who are joining on my YouTube, welcome to you. For those of you who are joining me in my private Facebook group, welcome, welcome, welcome to you as well. And for those of you all who are uh, joining us in our in my private Facebook group and any other social media outlets, welcome, welcome, welcome to you all as well. Tell your friends and family, grab your uh, children, grab your neighbors. Tag everyone you know and let them know that we are live with none other than my featured guest this evening, Brenda Ringwood. Hello, Brenda. Hello, how are you? Doing fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today. You bet. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. So good evening, good afternoon, good morning to all of you who are joining us live. So we also want to uh, welcome the ones who will catch us on replay. So welcome to you. So whether you're joining us again on YouTube, Facebook, or any other social media outlets, we are so grateful to have you take out time out of your day to spend this evening with us or this day, wherever you may be joining us live around the world or on the replay for episode number 17 of who wouldn't serve a God like this. Yes, yes, yes. Where it is my mission, my goal, and my desire to share with the world the crisis or those traumas that God has permitted in our lives and then those triggers or those defining moments, right? Those defining moments that is or was used to strengthen our faith or those defining moments where God has gotten our attention, right? And then those triumphs or those victories, right? When we get on the other side of that and we glorify God and give him the glory from our story. All right, right? So that's Absolutely. what we're here to do. And so I'm so happy, I'm so honored today to have none other than Brenda Ringwood joining us today. Again, hello, 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 Brenda. Thank you so much for accepting the invitation. And so, ladies and gentlemen, Brenda has been an entrepreneur since high school. You hear that? High school. She's a visionary. <laughs> and so she's been an entrepreneur since high school. She has seen some hard times and has survived cancer and other life struggles. She is a biologist who's turned her challenges into into a need for change. Did you hear that? She's turned her challenges into a need for change. That's, that's strong right there. She's an artist, she's a speaker, and an author that made the necessary changes to achieve success that others only dream of. Success isn't about money. It's about overcoming challenges and knowing true happiness. I know that's right. Mm -hmm. Stepping out, stepping up, into the person that you want to be, changing your actions, your thoughts, and encouraging others to do it with you. That is 
beautiful. That is awesome. So thank you, thank you, thank you again, Brenda, for joining us today. And so for episode number six, not 16, 17, 17 <laughs> of Who Wouldn't Serve a God Like This? So thank you for uh, joining us today. And I know what your bio says. We know what your bio says. So I would like for you to share with our audience who is Brenda Ringwood and what was that thing or that trauma that happened to you? Well, you know, a few years ago, I wouldn't have been able to answer that. I wouldn't no. have been able to tell you who I was. Wow. Because I was uh, living my life according to what I thought others wanted for me instead of what I wanted for myself. Mm. And more importantly, I was living it that way versus God's way. Come and on. when you do that and you are a true child of his, he's going to wake you up. He's going to get that attention and he's going to slap it right back into you. And that's oh, what he oh. did for me. Mm -hmm. I know that's right. Me. I know that's right. So, so go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I, um, you know, I, I was a believer at a young age and, you know, teenage years happen and things get, life happens and then get married and have babies and you come back and you're in church and you're doing things the way you're supposed to be doing. And then life happens again and you fall away. And I was just on this roller coaster ride of church. Mm -hmm. And when I say that I was going through the motions, you know, mm -hmm. I was, it wasn't that I didn't believe, but mm -hmm. I let other things rule my kingdom instead Come of letting Christ rule my kingdom. And uh, when you do that, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You're not going to be happy because if you're not following what your what Lord's will is for you, it's not going to be successful no matter what you do. Yeah. And it took me a long time to realize that. And in fact, it took God slamming the door shut on me at every turn that I was going through and putting me in a jail cell. That's what woke me up. Wow. So, wow. So that was, <laughs> if, if you don't hear those alarms or pay attention to those alarms, those Holy Ghost alarms, right? Mm -hmm. That. Uh, that's exactly what's going to happen to you yes. they're going to get louder right. and louder and louder right yes you know i was on a highway and god kept giving me exits he kept giving me exits to get off mm. you can get off here's another exit you know here's one coming up 10 miles down the road don't miss mm. it don't miss it mm. i just kept going through didn't do mm. it because so I won't he, won't he always give you a way of escape he does he does always. and i'm talking years of this years of this and you know i always tried to help others i always was very giving uh but you know you tell your kids don't get involved in that crowd or i don't want you going over to that person's house because i just don't think they're right for you i, I don't want you, you know it's easier to come down than it is to bring yourself up and others and i did the very same thing that i told them not to do i did it mm. and i uh, I was diagnosed with cancer in 2011, and we had a, a nice company, uh, great employees, wonderful clients, and I just quite didn't know how to handle that. I, I was really in denial, um, mm -hmm. and my kids were still young. They couldn't really take over the company. My husband didn't want to, so I was looking for people that maybe wanted to buy it uh, because I didn't know if I was going to live or die. Okay, so mm -hmm. you know that's pretty slap in the face right there. 
and instead of taking that and using that to my advantage mm -hmm. i put myself in denial and I, I i don't need anybody's help i don't need god i don't need i can do this you know i'm i'm not i'm not sick i don't i i don't need anybody's help but you know i'm going to reach out to some of these people and just see what the company's worth and see if we can sell it well with that came i had to stay with the company for a little bit of time mm -hmm. because it was a highly intense service industry that okay. I had to stay with because they were my clients for, for a period of time. And so I did that and I got involved with the wrong group of people and some made some bad choices, made some decisions I shouldn't have. And, you know, it cost me, it cost me, but, you know, I, I, I can go on and on about that, but the bottom line is I had to really look at myself and I had to take ownership and responsibility for my own actions and not blame anybody else. And I wasn't willing to do that. And I still, I was lying to myself. I was lying to others. And I just thought it was going to turn around, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then I got arrested. And that that still didn't wake me up. Mm. It still didn't wake me up. It what? was, I was, I'm telling you, I sat in a prison cell for almost a year before I finally got on my knees and repented. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. I was so angry and my heart was so hard because mm -hmm. this could not happen to me mm -hmm. you know, why you know how dare you let this happen to me right. and until i actually got out the word of god and i and i was reading it and i was studying it and i was listening i was doing everything i was supposed to be doing motions but i wasn't applying it even sitting in that cell sure. once i started applying it and realizing that i had let my heart get hard that I was mm -hmm. wrong on so many levels. It didn't matter what anybody else did. I was still responsible for my own actions. Sure. Then my life started changing and I was actually at peace in a jail. cell. I spent four years in a federal holding facility fighting a case. Wow. Yes. Wow. 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 My kids were grown. I didn't have babies at home, you know, so that was mm -hmm. a blessing. And um, you know, most of my my family was very supportive. They they knew what was going on because we all worked together. So they 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 knew, you know, why some of the things were done. And um, not that it was an excuse, it, it shouldn't have happened, but I I had a very supportive family. And that's the first thing that God did was rally my family around me. Wow. He wow. he really connected them and with me and and the relationships became stronger, where a lot of them will fall apart. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing he did. Second thing he did was he put me at peace in a jail cell and things that were coming to fruition in there. Nobody wanted to believe me. They said I was lying. And then he just started putting pieces into place mm -hmm. and he opened those doors. And when my heart was ready, when my mindset had changed, when I had changed my thought processes, my heart. Yes. Yes. He opened those doors and I was supposed to spend another three years. Wow. he opened them in 44 months i was supposed to do 78 months mm -hmm. wow 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 yeah. wow do you mind that's unheard of in the federal system do you mind sharing with us what that was yes uh you know our our justice system is supposed to be just right it's supposed oh, yeah. to be and you know i was a, I was a believer <laughs> that it was i had no reason to not believe it and i'm still i still believe in the police i'm not a defund the police you know it's they're needed Sure, uh, they prisons are. are needed. I'm not anti-prison, mm -hmm. 
-hmm. you know, there's some people that never need to come out of there, you know, but I also met some really cool people mm -hmm. and people who were just also in the wrong place at the wrong time or got caught up. Same thing with me with people they shouldn't have. And uh, my prosecutor listened to my attorney phone calls, which is against my rights. He listened wow. to my recorded phone calls and he tried they tried to use that against me and we found out about it and actually it wasn't just me it was a hundreds of people in this facility that one of the prosecutors had had did this with and god used that to get me out when i was ready and he promises that he promises i'm going to open those doors for you Absolutely. when you were doing and living in my will Absolutely. not before Absolutely. but when and you know you can tell people that you've changed and time has to be given. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't say, you know, I just did this, you know, I'm sorry, tomorrow I'm not going to do it anymore. So when I first got out, people were going to say, yeah, right. She's really changed. Yeah, right. Let's just see. So I let time go by, you know, and, and to let people see by my actions that I had changed. And not only had I changed, that I'm embracing what happened to me. I don't ever want to go back, but I'm really glad that I went Absolutely. because I would have never, ever got the level of spiritual awakeness that I had while I was in there had I been out. And the love that was shared with me through that whole process, through, through getting to know Christ on a whole new level, mm -hmm. I can't even begin to share wow. that. I would have never experienced that had wow. I had not went in. And uh, just it's the same way with my family, you know, the he heals, he heals and he grows you. And when you truly listen and you apply and you study, he just opens doors for you. And that's what he's doing for me right now. Absolutely. He's actually put me where what I really wanted to do all along, but I was mm -hmm. so entwined in my corporate life and uh, had money that was just deep into this company and so many years and I had family that worked for me, you know, how dare I give all that up mm -hmm. to go do what I wanted to do. Right. And that's what I tell people, go do what you want. Don't worry about anybody else. Things will work out if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, especially Absolutely. if you're doing it God's way. Absolutely. Because if he gives you those dreams and those vision to right. do, then he's going to give right. you the provision to do it. Exactly. And he'll elevate you. And so, you know, that's huge, you know, that you said that the change really didn't come until you submitted to right. God's will and 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 move your ego out of the way, which is yes. catching God out. Right. right. Yes. And, uh, you know, your priority should be in my life. It's God family work. Mm -hmm. It's not work family God. It's not. God is a genie in the bottle Absolutely. You know, when, when you need him. The bottom line is you need him every minute of every day. Absolutely. And, and when you acknowledge that and you incorporate what he teaches you into your life, now you found your purpose. Mm -hmm. And when you found that purpose, now you've also found happiness because you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Absolutely. And that's what I like to get out there. Find your purpose, reach that level of happiness and you can achieve anything mm -hmm. and then too you know when you went through something traumatic like that right like going to prison mm -hmm. 
now you're turning around and sharing it with others and taking it off of you where a lot of people, you know, they sit in that bondage, emotional yeah. bondage, right? Well, I'm going to tell you, I didn't want to when I first came out. I mm -hmm. didn't want to see anybody. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to talk about my story. And again, he put me in situations where I was forced to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then I realized, you know, all right, you got a past. You did some things. Yet you spent some time behind bars. Use that now so other people don't have to do that. Get it out ahead of you so they can't use it against you. Absolutely. You know, talk about it. That way the naysayers and the haters can't come back and say, well, you know, she did time or, you know, she did this or, you know, she did that. Yeah, it happened. Absolutely. But I'm not that person anymore. And Absolutely. that's the part that you need to tell. Absolutely. That's the focus. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so when you release it and start sharing it with others and being able to help people through your story, because so many people are out there in that mm -hmm. they could be, you know, in prison or you know in a case right now and thinking that there is no hope but mm -hmm. there is hope on the other side there is and i've seen that and even if you've got a life sentence you know there's still that hope and i'm not talking about the hope to get out i'm talking about a hope of living a life happy mm -hmm. of living a, a life fulfilled even behind bars because if you've done something that and god's given you that punishment of, of a life sentence you can still do what your purpose is even behind those bars absolutely so absolutely. you know it just depends on where that faith is and and the amount of love that you accept because it's there mm -hmm. you just got to accept it so can you also say like when paul who's that paul went to prison mm -hmm. in the bible of course he went for different reasons he wasn't well i guess he technically was <laughs> it was a crime because he wasn't supposed to be preaching what he was preaching but absolutely Mm -hmm. But regardless of where you are, wherever God allows you to go to get your attention, whatever chastening that he has to do, just know yes. that he has a plan because you, you know, you said that you were in prison for a year before you submitted. Yep. I thought I had submitted, you know, I was mm -hmm. praying. I was, but the, the, here's the thing about, about sin is once you start admitting your sin and you start repenting your sin then god opens up more and he shows you more and he shows you more and he shows you more mm -hmm. and i didn't want to be shown more mm -hmm. so i would repent about some things but i wasn't getting down to the deep core issue of what really needed to happen Absolutely. and so until that happened my case was on the back burner everybody's life was just in suspense until this happened and it was just between me and God, you know, and once that battle had broken through, that's, and it was a spiritual battle, mm -hmm. then everything else started coming into play. Mm -hmm. And, you know, could I've gotten out sooner? Probably uh, because the, the time frame that the prosecutor actually listened to my phone calls was about the first six months that I was in there. Mm -hmm. We didn't find out about it until later. And, because I wasn't ready to be let out because I hadn't been changed. You know, Absolutely. my heart, my mindset, everything was still focused on me instead of what I needed to do to change. Absolutely. So then once I became changed, once I became who I, I needed to be and I was at peace, I could have got let out. Mm 
And that could have been brought, and, and actually it was, people did know about it. A lot of other folks were starting to catch on and, and talking about the story, but I hadn't reached the people yet that God wanted me to reach. Mm. So I sat there until those people came. Mm. And once those people came, those doors, I went to court on Monday and got out on a Wednesday. Look at God. Mm -hmm. Look at God. Yeah. Yeah. And so even in, like I was saying, even if you are, you know, whether it's in a case or facing a case or behind bars or whatever, God can still work in your situation in yes. that area that you're in. Yes. He still you let him. you. He still put people in your path in that place to help you along your journey. He did. And then he used me to help others along theirs. Absolutely. In that same place. And, you know, some of those people, I am very good friends with some of my correctional officers that I was in mm -hmm. there with. We, we talked. Matter of fact, one of them came and brought her horses to my grandson's second birthday party. Wow. Um, I'm friends with a lot of girls that have, have gotten out. I, I have a little prison ministry. I stay in contact with them. I said, if I ever get out of here, I'm going to do something to help. Yeah. And uh, so when they get out, you know, they still need that discipleship. They still sure. need that growth because you started it with them. So now you need to stay with them. You know, you yeah. just don't lead to my Lord and then walk out of their life. You know, that Absolutely. discipleship needs to happen. Absolutely. And I, one, and, and it's, it's very important that you people understand about planting that seed because there was one gal who we, for about a year, we would just, we do some Bible studies, but she'd debate with me constantly. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's no God. You know, I just, I'm going to do the study, but I, I'm just letting you know, I'm not sure that I really believe. I went back in a year after I got out, she was still there and she told me she had gotten saved. What? And she got, yes. And she got an 18 year sentence. She was in her late fifties. Her health was not good. So that's a life sentence for her. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. she got out in four years. Wow. Same thing with me. She changed her heart. She changed her mindset and God opened those doors for her. Now, granted, she's at home with an ankle monitor, but mm -hmm. she's still home Absolutely. and she's a new believer. And we are now working on getting that discipleship going. But I planted that seed. Somebody else came behind me and watered it and weeded it and did everything yeah. else that needed to happen to culture that relationship for her. And it worked. And now she's out and God's put her right back in my life again. Wow. Wow. That's, that's what you're supposed to do. Yes. Absolutely. I was talking with a um, with one another guest that's coming on in December. Mm -hmm. He has a phenomenal story. And he had gone to prison as well, but he didn't have the spiritual upbringing. He didn't have that um, that foundation, right? But he found God in prison, and a lot of them do. And sometimes they say, "Oh, it's just a, it's a prison." Everybody found God affair. in prison, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. You know, and but you know, if I hadn't had that foundation. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I would have got out early. I probably mm. would have did the full seven years. I probably would have came out harder than I was when I went in with that, that heart hardened. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm in the process of writing. I've written several books. I wrote uh, while I was in there to that first year, I was really angry. And so I, I created this fiction novel about a female serial killer who kills off all these people that have wronged her. And, you know, they say there's truth in fiction, right? So just equate that to what my life was like. <laughs> 
it's clean. It doesn't have language in it and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I knew better than to do that. But I never really wrote my story because I said nobody really wants to hear my story. And then I thought, well, maybe your kids will one day. You know, so I'm putting my story together. And the thing that came to mind with me is I was just like Pharaoh in Egypt. My, I had allowed my heart to be hard. Mm -hmm. And then Saul got his, let his heart get hardened towards David. Mm -hmm. And I decided I'm not going to be like, I was like them, but I'm not mm -hmm. going to end like them. Wow. I, and I let that hardness melt right. and love can do that. Oh, love absolutely. can do that. Absolutely. And I was oh, looking God. at your thing about Ephesians 17, which uh -huh. is all about love. And, and I'm telling you, once you feel the love of Christ in your life, you will never want to turn your back on that again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because only God can change your heart and he knows right. your heart and he knows right. what it's going to take yep. in order for you, in order for him to get your attention. Yeah, he knows you better than you do. He does. He does. He created you, right? That's right. And so he can get a, he can he can chasten way better than anybody can. And you and know what? That is a blessing because that's it when is a you blessing. Love. That's it, it, when he you know your the love. ones he loves. Come that's on right. now. And I, you know, as I got older, you know, all the whoopings that I got when I was older, when I was <laughs> younger. I had to go back and thank my mom for the beating. Thank you, Lord. Right. Thank you, Mama, for the beating. Mm -hmm. She made you respect her, didn't she? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, the same thing with God. And I, I'm like, Lord, thank you for the beating because he chastens the ones he loves. What that looks like is, you know, when you, when you, when he disciplines you for, or puts you in jail or puts you in places that, um, and bring you all the way down. Because if if you have a child, right, mm -hmm. and that child keeps running out in the street and you don't chastise that child, that means that you don't love them. That's right. You chastise them, you whoop their behind mm -hmm. because that so spanking you know that is they, nothing. So they know that you do, so they don't do it again. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because that spanking is nothing compared to them getting hit by a car. That's right. And so yep, I agree. You believe you begin to understand, you know, the chastening and you know the breaking. It's for your good. Mm -hmm. It's for your good. And you know, and, I prayed that when I got out, that he and I never put myself back in that situation again. So let me tell you what he's done. I um I almost died in childbirth with my third child. Okay, that was one of my exits to get off that I didn't take. Then not even a year later, I yeah, I had spinal meningitis. Wow. And that didn't teach me. And then 10 years later, you know, I ended up or was longer than that get having lymphoma, I had to go through chemo and radiation, lost all my hair, you know, talk about vanity going. Mm. You know, so that oh, was yeah. another exit that I didn't take. Mm. And yes. Mm. So uh, he put me put me behind bars. And when I got out, I now found out that I have a well, I've known for a while, of course, they're not going to do anything while you're incarcerated. I have a low IgG deficiency, which is an immune system problem. So I have to take these infusions every four weeks of human plasma. So those of you who donate, I greatly appreciate that wow. because it does save lives and they spin everything out with the IgG for me and they have to give it to me through an IV. And if I don't take that, I 
feel like I have the flu like every three weeks. Mm -hmm. So I can't really go back in the commercial world with that now, can I? <laughs> I'm not really hireable. Not now, <laughs> right. And but my my point is, is he's he's and it's, it's actually a blessing. People say, no, that's a curse. That's It is a blessing because he knows my personality. And it's like uh, uh, somebody told me going back in the corporate world would be like crack to you. Mm. So he put guardrails in place to keep me from going off that ledge again Come on now, and man. it's a blessing as long as i take these infusions i don't get sick like that i get sick maybe twice a year now instead of wow. every month you know and i'm talking wow. in the bed sick but i still have to watch where i go and what i do and, and things and people say well you, you go to events and you speak how can you do that well you're on the stage you're not right there with everybody you know, I can wear a mask and, you know, God's going to protect if he's going to, am I still going to get sick? Probably, but he's still going to put me where he wants me. And that's okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's okay. So you, when you, when you get those triggers or mm -hmm. those defining moments and he's directing you, that's a roadblock. Ah, turn this way. Right. Turn. And, I, and I, he accepted. And he will. Exactly. As soon mm -hmm. as you accept it and submit to his will. Our ways are not his ways. That's right. Our thoughts are not his That's thoughts. Right. And, as soon and don't as try to understand it because you don't never try will. To understand and it. and as, like, Lord, you have mercy. as soon as you accept that, the better you're going to be. <laughs> exactly. If you only, if you only need. And mm -hmm. so start to begin to praise him and thank him for those roadblocks. Thank him yeah. for those trials and tribulations when you you get into those uh trials and tribulations it's only he knows what the outcomes going to be we don't right and you know i i was uh you saw how i said i went in and then the phone calls happened you know like six months in had i had already changed and had i had listened and had i did the things that god wanted i could have been out a lot sooner but i i was still not listening so it wasn't until four years later that he used something that happened three and a half years ago to get me out exactly so he had he again he <laughs> had those ramps there for me to get off on and i still wasn't listening exactly exactly <laughs> it's just like a, a kid in timeout you get you behind yes. the timeout and you're gonna keep on get back in timeout that's right. what it looks like oh mm -hmm. oh you don't want to go in timeout oh okay it's not your time yet <laughs> get you behind back over there yep. what and i tell I, my kids with their kids you're not consistent you got to be consistent well they listen to you because i'm consistent with them absolutely just like with with your relationship with christ if absolutely. you are consistently worshiping him consistently in his word consistently in prayer you're not going to want for nothing and absolutely. even if you might need something he's going to provide it but you're not going to necessarily want it you're not going to covet it you're not going to you know i want that cadillac because so and so has that cadillac you're going to be thankful with what you got absolutely and that's that's where i'm at right now i'm very thankful for everything that i have amen amen that is awesome that is awesome so we went through the triggers mm -hmm. and the glory in your story is where you submitted to god's will mm -hmm. right and you were released mm -hmm. and now sharing it with the world look at that's God. right and look trying to help others do the same you know be it even you can't force everybody to to come to the lord that is between absolutely. them and the holy spirit absolutely. 
but you can help them be better people. You can help them do better. You can help them focus better. You can help them have a better self-worth, better self-image of themselves. And maybe through that, they will connect with the right people that God will open those doors for them to come to know him. Absolutely. So that's what my focus is now. That is what my purpose is. Absolutely. We are only seed sowers. Yes. We are not the ones to go and turn those corners for people, you know, or be in the trenches. No, we are there to sow a seed. We that's are right. there to um, be a vessel. Mm-hmm. And he uses all of us. Yes. You never know. Who is that next person that is coming along right after you to give that person that confirmation? That that you know, there's a Bible study called Becoming a Vessel That God Can Use. Mm. And it is a wonderful study. I've, I've taken it long ago, but it's one that I would do again. It's one that I would recommend because that's exactly right. We are becoming every day that we are changing to be better Absolutely. and growing in the Lord. So it's always becoming a vessel that God can use. And God can use you if you're cracked, if you have holes, if you're broken, if you're losing water, whatever it is that's going on with you, he can still use you. Absolutely. And he will. And that's when he uses us because right. our destiny is in that thing that he is trying, you know, that traumatic thing that happened, our destiny is in that. As soon as we release it, start mm-hmm. talking about it, you are getting ready to go and live right. in the direction and the path that he has for you to go. Absolutely. You can fight it as long as you want to. Mm -hmm. You can either submit to it or not submit to it. Well, if you don't submit to it, you're going to end up like me. (laughs) Pre, (laughs) pre jail, you know, after jail, like I said, I'm glad it all happened. And, and I really, you know, I never felt threatened. God really put me in great environments within, within a group in a pod that had good, uh women in there i never really i only had a roommate for a very short time the rest of the time i was in the cell by myself because of my medical needs and he just really provided everything that i need i never feared for my life i never felt that i was in harm's way and he gave me that peace Mm -hmm. absolutely that's beautiful that is beautiful that's 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 beautiful because you found peace in your broken pieces i did i did that's good that is- and, you know, I, you know, I tell people about scars. I have a lot of them physically, uh, just from all the surgeries I've had. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're also a reminder of where you've been and what you've come through and what you've survived. So, you know what? Embrace those scars. Even if they're mental scars, emotional scars, you survived it. So exactly. walk proudly with those scars. Display exactly. them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because, the, like you said, they're just a reminder, mm-hmm. you know, for you not to go back in that now it's time to move forward into mm-hmm. you know the life that god has for you opposed to living our own life right yeah so this is awesome this has been amazing this has been amazing a lot of people don't expect me to say that if they don't know my story what <laughs> about prison yeah oh yeah 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 of course of course but it's 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 a beautiful thing it's a beautiful transition mm-hmm. it you is know, it's a beautiful transition and Glory to God, you know, for you coming and sharing your story. I'm so grateful, you know, for you uh, being willing to share your story. It's not my story. It's God's story. So when it's his story, it has to be told. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 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 
So there, as we wind up, then there are three questions that I ask each one of my guests, okay? And so that first question is, what are you most grateful for? I am most grateful for the love of Christ and, and how he sheds that on me daily. That, because it's going to give me eternal life. And what better gift is that? Love. That's what I'm grateful for, love. Absolutely. Great answer. Mm -hmm. Great answer. Second question, what is your definition of peace? My definition of peace is being happy wherever you are. You know, no matter what your circumstances are, no matter what your financial income is, your house you live in, the job you work, it doesn't matter. If you enjoy what you do and you're happy, man, that's mine. That's my definition of peace, happiness. Mm -hmm. And being happy in the Lord, you know, in whatever circumstance he have you in. That's, that's right. That's, that's good. That's good. And third and last question is, what are some of the things that you do in order to maintain your sense of peace, whether it's daily rituals uh, or, you know, what are some of the things that you would recommend to our audience today? You know, I don't have a daily ritual. That will help them move from their broken pieces of their past and to help them to move forward in a life of peace. I don't have a daily ritual because my schedule can change at the drop of a hat, but I am consistent in what I do. I'm consistent in how I do it. And I'm consistent in where I go and what I do. So mm -hmm. I'm consistent about going to church. I'm mm -hmm. consistent about fellowship with other believers. I'm mm -hmm. consistent in promoting what I believe in and I'm consistent in prayer. I'm, I'm very, very consistent in my family and mm -hmm. putting the priorities right before Absolutely. something else. Absolutely. That's a great answer. Great answer. And something else that you said um, previously, you said how you prioritize mm -hmm. is faith, family, and the right. finance. Everything else. Right. Everything else. And I live the same way because I struggle balance i'm telling you I, I struggled with balance and i was like lord help me how do i you know be able to balance everything and and prioritize everything and that's the reason that i started um reading the bible first thing in the morning having worship first thing in the morning because so that i because of how my mind runs 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 right. all the time it's very easy to get up and just start going right it is. and you know i do that i i mean I, I do i get up and i go i i i have to be places sometimes very early but i listen to the bot radio every morning i listen to the word of god every morning some way somehow that's what mm -hmm. i'm going to do if it's in my car the 20 minutes here an hour there i'm making sure that i am hearing the word of god through bible preaching teachers uh, if i can't be physically in the bible so that's that's something that you know if you've got a podcast or uh to and you can download bot radio anywhere in in the in, in especially in the united states and listen to it on your phone and mm -hmm. it, they it's just a very good program and they're they're actually based here in kansas city but they're all over the world they really are wow. and to be honest wow. with you that's what i listened to when i was incarcerated before i even got the bible out i already knew what the station was and i was like, let me just turn it on you know but <laughs> something happened something changed yeah 
Exactly. Exactly. So it's it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing to process. And so again, I am so grateful to have you join us today and to share your story. Is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience today before we wrap it up? Well, you know, we've got uh, if you if you're looking to change and you you're stuck in life and you need to move forward to become happy and and to change what your definition of success is, then you might want to come here. Pamela talk at this event we've got going on called Becoming the Best You You Can Be, Overcoming Challenges. And the website is comechangeyourlife.com. And that's what we mean, come change your life. We want to see you successful at our definition of successful and happy. And if you don't need to change, then don't come. So we've got a virtual event coming this, this weekend, actually. Friday is free. Comechangeyourlife.com. Hit the sneak peek button. It'll take you over to a website where you register. Yes comechangeyourlife.com and then it's in person in february in the kansas city area and then look for us because we're going to try to do this all over the country we might be coming to you and it's about change it's about changing your mindset changing your heart changing the way you act and becoming a better you absolutely absolutely and that i'm super excited about that being it's able going to, to be share, a great event it is going to be a great event and so um get a chance to you know hear several phenomenal speakers, their story That's over 30 people and how, wow, wow. Mm -hmm. And how, you know, they overcome and overcome their talent challenges and yes. uh, sharing with you how to live the best you, right? Become the best you you can be. That is amazing. And I'm so grateful and honored to be a part of that conference and to be able to share my story and uh, to give some, you know, how to's on how to move from your broken pieces to a life of peace. Right. Through biblical principles. And, you know, sometimes those broken, you have to have those broken pieces to live that life of peace. Absolutely. We do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you have to know that those broken pieces that God allowed them right. to shape, make, and mold you into the person that he would have you to be and not absolutely. our own way, right? Change that focus, yes. Absolutely, absolutely. And so with that being said, I wanna thank you again for coming, Bren. Thank you for sharing this time with me today and my audience. And if you would like to get in touch with Bren, where can they, um, where can they get yeah, in touch? All my social media is at Brenda Ringwood, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, Instagram, it's all out there, even TikTok. I don't do much on there, but I am on it. And my email is brendaringwood at gmail.com. Reach out to me. All right. All right. So you heard it. So go ahead. And are you, you said that you have written uh, several books. Mm -hmm. Where can they get the books? Uh, one of uh, right now, the only one that's out that you can get is on Amazon. It's called Restitution. It is a trilogy. The second book is getting ready to come out. Uh, the third book is being written. And then I have a, one that's going to be coming out very soon called The Cloak. And it's about a young female who can see into the demon realm. It's kind of a little bit on horror, but it's still clean. It's got a lot of biblical stuff in it. It's about spiritual warfare, really, but it's a fiction novel. Mm -hmm. And then I've got a book that I'm writing on myself that's probably going to be out for our February conference called When the Truth Hunts You Down. Mm, that's it's, be good. It's, yes. When the Truth Hunts You Down. And it does. It does. Mm -hmm. It does. Because the Bible says what's done in the dark 
will be brought to light. That's right. Will come to light. Mm -hmm. And so, that's good. That's really good. So again, make sure you all register, register, register for um, Mm -hmm. the conference, which is November the 5th through the 7th at www.comechangeyourlife.com. Comechangeyourlife.com. And so I want you all to make sure that you get um, registered for that. We would love to have your support and be there. And um, also make sure that you join us in the morning for 365 Reading the Bible, 365 days. All right. And so I do that every morning, seven days a week, 6 a.m. Central Standard Time, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, but wherever you are joining us live and you want to uh, join me live, then make sure you check your local time zone for that. I would love to have you all join us live there and then join us again next week for another episode of Who Wouldn't Serve a God Like This and where I will have another phenomenal guest with another amazing testimony, all right, where we give God the glory in our story, all right? So thank you again, Bren, for joining us. Thank you all, and we look forward to seeing you in the morning. Bye for now.